Hey, what's up everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be chatting all about pivoting. Okay, so we've talked all about like being persistent and stuff like that, but today I want to chat a little bit about like pivoting and why you pivot and how you do it and um, and why it pays to be so good at pivoting. So, cue theme song. We'll be right back. The big question is this. How are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome! So glad you guys are still here. Number one, I just want to say thanks for jumping in. Number two, I want to say if you've been enjoying these podcasts, would you leave us a review? Would you share it? Would you subscribe? Because that's the only way that we grow this thing, right? Like, I've really enjoyed making these and I feel like I've really come a long ways in these first 70 or so episodes that we've done. And it's super awesome to be able to give back more. Um, I'll be honest, like it takes a lot of time to do this stuff because I do all the editing and everything like that myself. And so if it stinks in the editing, that's why it's because it's me. But um, it, we're, we're working on growing and we're going to find some of that. But the only way to grow is to get more word out. So I want you to, I want to encourage you to share this. Okay. Um, number two, the second thing that I want to say is this is like, when it comes to pivoting, you gotta, you can't be afraid to pivot. Right. So as we jump into the the real meat of this, okay. What, what is pivoting? Like, let's start with that. What does pivoting look like as a leader? Well, pivoting means that when something's not working, you switch gears and go in a different direction, or maybe you switch topics, or maybe you change one small thing. Okay, so it's not always that like you're on the wrong road. Sometimes it's that you're on the right road. You just need to pivot 10 degrees to the left. So I actually heard this explained really, really well. And um, true story, this happened a long, long time ago. Uh, they were doing a flight to, there was a commercial flight to Antarctica from somewhere. I can't tell you where it was at, but it was to Antarctica. And they were going to do, you know, some low, low view flybys and stuff like that. And, and the pilots had never been there before. They'd never taken this journey before. So they don't, they didn't know the route. They didn't know anything like that. And they had, they put it in their, you know, in their plotter. And this was well before like GPS. Okay. <laughs> well, well before I knew GPS, let's put it that way. So they put it in, but they were off by just a couple degrees of bearing. Okay. Within, within what they were doing, they were, they were only off by like two degrees. Okay. And then when they left, they didn't realize that they were off by two degrees, of course. So they started flying and they're cruising down there. Okay. And then they're, they're getting low so they can, they, these, the people on the plane can get view of what's going on. They can see Antarctica. They're below the clouds. They're, you know, enjoying the ride. They're giving it to them. They're giving them this beautiful show of what they can see. And then all of a sudden they, they get a warning that ground is approaching. Right. And all of a sudden they, crash into the side of a mountain and I can't tell you the side of the mountain because I don't know it that well but they crash into it and, and nobody survives um but it's because they were off by a couple degrees they weren't quite right on the right path like they got to Antarctica they got to see it but instead of going around this mountain because they were flying in the middle of the clouds and the mountain blended in with the snow um they, they couldn't they couldn't see the mountain right they couldn't see the top of it because they were flying under the clouds and then they hit the middle of this mountain and everybody perishes on it because they were off by two degrees because they didn't pivot in time. They didn't, by the time they could pivot, it was too late. So 
that's part of the reason why it's so important to pivot is because if we wait until it's too late to pivot, we might not be able to pull out of it, right? Pull out of what we're doing. We might have too too much invested. We might not be able to 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 get in the right direction. And so as a leader, it's super important to be able to pivot because if we're if we're leading, if we're guiding people down these paths, okay, and and we're and we're you know okay, hey, we're gonna go this way. This is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna get there. And then it's not working and we don't pivot. We just continue to bowl forward through it for six months, a year, two years, five years, and it still doesn't work. Then, then what are we doing? We're actually like losing trust of all of our followers, everybody who is following us because people follow us freely as leaders. Especially when we, when we lead from the middle of the pack, like all of us are doing here, not all of us are are in these huge influential areas. Now, if you are in a huge influential area and, and you're the CEO of a company, of a, of a large company, or you're the COO, or you're the general manager or whatever, and you're listening to this, that's awesome. This is even more reason to be, to be aware of where you're going and being able to pivot. Now, so, so that's kind of like the importance of why, why you need to pivot, why you need to be able to pivot. Now, let's kind of dive into some meat about like how I pivot and what happens with me because I, I can tell you how to do it, right? But that's not going to be the same as me telling you how I do it because if I tell you how I pivot and, and some of the stuff that's come up, you're going to be able to say like, oh, yeah, hey, I can totally see how I can put that to play in my real life, all right, in my own life. But if I say, like, hey, you just need to pivot, you're going to be like, oh, man, who the heck is this guy to tell me what I need to do, right? So one of the ways that we pivoted is, is um, here recently, we've been really trying to launch our software dot docs, okay, out of the world. And we were, we were like, okay, actually, you see, I've got it written right here. <laughs> you may not be able to see this, but it says dot docs. And then we've got self-managed, which is where people do it themselves. And then we've got managed driver files. Okay. And, and for the longest time I was like, okay, let's prove validity. We're going to go manage files. Boom. Okay. So we got managed files there and we're doing that and it works. And then I'm like, okay, well, that's not as lucrative as self-managed. Let's go into the do-it-yourself, the DIY mode of it. And and I really do want to go into this DIY, do-it-yourself. And I think there's a lot of people who want that. There's a ton of people who want that. They just want to be able to go in and update it. And they want the system to be automated and fully do it for them. And that's perfectly fine. That's what we want. We want to be able to help people with that. So we're like, okay, let's start selling this. But I've never sold self-managed before. I've only sold the managed files. So whenever I get into this, the self-managed part of it, the do-it-yourself, it's taken me a little bit longer to figure it out. Just like it took me to begin with six months to bring on a new client into the managed files. And now it's super simple. I can bring somebody on in less than 10 days from start to finish once we get them in, into the process, right? Like it's not a big deal to close the deal on them because I figured out how to do it. But we had to pivot from managed files to self-managed files, and now we're gonna do both and we're gonna have two different branches of what's going on with our software because we're like, okay, the software is a great tool, but there's still people who want it done for them, right? And there's still people who want to do it themselves. And so now we're gonna be able to serve both of those. And eventually our goal is, is for the people that we do manage files is to convince them to do it themselves or that they can have somebody else do it themselves for them, right? Like that's the end goal is to go all the way to self-manage instead of the managed files for the most part. But it's one of those things that it's like, we have to pivot. We have to figure out how to do this. We have to figure out which road to go down because if we're just chasing one road and it's not working, then we need to pivot. And we need to we need to start targeting this next one, right? And so, being able to pivot is huge. It's it's incremental whenever you're in business. Now, then let's break that down and let's talk about how we pivot, kind of like as a leader, right? So, let's say that we're we're starting a new project. 
Okay, same, same exact thing. So let's say we're starting a new project and my project is, I, I don't know, to get a company into compliance. That's That was a project of mine a long time ago. And I, I'll tell you what, whenever I first started that, that role, that process, it was really tough. It was really hard for me because I was watching these other people in the company. They would bark an order and they would get what they wanted because they had, they had stature. They could hire and fire people. They were, they, you know, were well-known within the company. Me, nobody knew me. Nobody knew what we were doing because we just failed an audit, right? Like they didn't know anything about what was going on. They didn't know anything about DOT before. So I had to take them from the ground up to where they need to learn about it. And that's where this leading from the middle of the pack kind of came from is, is learning how to lead when you're not in charge. Okay. So anyways, I started off by barking some orders like, Hey, I need your stuff. Give me this stuff now. Blah, 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 blah. And that didn't work. That was kind of useless. Nobody likes to be barked at, right? Like I hate it when dogs bark. I hate getting barked at by people. It's just me. Okay. That's most people. They don't like it. They don't like being barked at. They don't like being yelled at. They don't like being angry. They don't like being angered at. And some people appease, and they follow that, but that's not the right way to get people to follow you, okay? It's not, they're not actually going to respect you whenever you bark at them. And I hope you realize that as a leader, that barking at people isn't going to help. And I don't mean like, barking, I mean like barking orders or yelling or stuff like that, getting upset. And so you got to be really cautious and aware of that. Now, the, the, the other way that you can do that is like whenever you're whenever you're trying to get what you need. Okay. So instead of barking orders and I was super, super nice. And I was like, Oh, Hey, can I really get this whenever you get a chance? Uh, and then nobody would give me anything either because I didn't make it a high enough priority to them. Right. To give me the documents. They were like, Oh, this isn't that big of a deal. He said, it's no big deal. Get it to me whenever you get a chance. Well, I never have a chance to fill out this paperwork because I hate filling out paperwork. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. And so that didn't work either. And then I kind of went for like a middle of the road tactic whenever I was doing this. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to go through and I'm actually going to educate everybody. I'm going to offer up my wisdom, offer up my knowledge, offer up what I'm learning to them. I'm also going to be humble. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to come in and tell them that I don't know everything, but I will get them an answer if, if, and when they come up with a question that I don't know the answer to, which happened all the time. Right. And I had to eat my own crow a lot of times and I would eat crow whenever I had to. I never was like, oh man, you were wrong. I was right. Ha <laughs> ha. I was never that person. It was always the person that was like, oh yeah, you were totally right. And I made, I made a hundred percent mistake. And I would make those acknowledgements in front of a group, not just in front of them so that their peers could see that they were um, smart, right? That they knew what they were talking about. And then it would actually gain them credibility. And then in the end gave me credibility. And so they respected me more because of that. And, and here's the thing is after a year of that, we took a company that was about ready to lose their DOT number. Okay. So they were over here, they were at the top of the radar, down to like under the radar. Like they were getting like no inspections with violations on it hardly at all within a year. And, and a couple years later, fast forward to like five years later, I was dealing with the same auditor that came in and did our audit for that company with a different company, all right? I was a consultant at that time and I was helping a bunch of different companies, kind of like we do now. And uh, he, one of the things he said, he's like, man, you guys know this company and over here, right? And they're like, yeah, well, I don't know who they hired to help get them on the right page, but oh my gosh, that guy killed it because we were going to go in and shut them down. And like within six months, they had it going in the right direction again. And they've never got bad since then. So here, here's the thing like that, that was super self self reassuring to me right there that I was onto something, but here's the thing. If I would have never pivoted from barking orders, I would have never got them into compliance. Right. And then I pivoted once and I pivoted too far. I pivoted to the point of like, oh, it's no big deal, right? And so I, I was off on the wrong course again. 
And then I pivoted back and I kind of got in the center of the two of them where there was some urgency, right? And then I had to continue to pivot to keep stuff going. There's urgency. I was teaching. I was using education. I was incentivizing. Like I was doing a bunch of different things. I was pivoting constantly trying to get the right path to move forward on until I found it. Now that I've got this beautiful path that helps companies move forward for compliance and safety and stuff like that, it works really great for companies of all sizes to where if they want to listen to what we have to say to get them on the right path and they want to pivot what they're currently doing to get there, we can help them, right? And then our next pivot is going to be pivoting to help them with marketing. And our next pivot is going to be pivoting to help them grow their business, right? Like there's a lot of different things that we're doing as a company. Sorry, guys. It's beautiful drink of coffee, though. <laughs> Anyways, the, there's a lot of things that we're doing to help them pivot, right? And, and as a company, we're having to pivot to get there as well. So, so do you see as a leader why it's important to be able to pivot and try different things? Like you can't, you can't just go, my destination is San Diego and go straight to San Diego, right? Like it's just not going to happen. I, I know that like one of the things that cracked me up, this is kind of off topic, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about it real quick. One of the things that cracked me up the most was I got a, when we got a pilot, when I got my pilot's license and I got my plane, everybody's like, oh man, you're just gonna be able to fly straight there with no stops. And you're just gonna boom, get there. How nice is that gonna be? I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna be able to fly straight there. But what they don't realize is like, there's tons of restricted airspace. Remember you look at a map, there's like military operating space that you can't go in right outside of Colorado Springs. There's tons of military operating space. They call it MOA. That's hundred percent restricted from surface to unlimited to space. Right. Like you can't anywhere in the Earth's atmosphere, you can't go, you can't be in there in that in that area with anything. Right. Even satellites have to use fuel to uh, direct around those areas. And uh, so when we went to San Diego, everybody's like, oh, it's a good. One. We, we did a trip to San Diego not that long ago. Right. And everybody's like, oh, you're going to be able to leave from Farmington, New Mexico, where your plane's at. And you're going to go straight to San Diego. Boop. And it's going to be one shot. Well, not really. It was like, so we went to San Diego and then we stopped here and we got fuel. And then we went here and we got fuel. And then we went here and it was, it was like, we actually kind of did this triangle thing to get there. Now it was a lot quicker because we were flying through the air instead of driving on roads and we were going 200 and some miles an hour instead of going 60 miles an hour. But it, and it was still great, like not complaining at all, but it wasn't just a straight through point. Even airplanes do that all the time. Like even, even commercial jets do that constantly. I was on a trip from here to Orlando not that long ago, and we took off from Dallas. If you take off from Dallas, you usually go straight over the Gulf of Mexico. Like you shouldn't see any land for a while if you're flying to flying to Orlando or Miami because of the, you know some central southern Florida area. And and we stayed over land the entire time with that airplane, with that jet, with that commercial jet. So it's not just like private jets that have to do that. It's also commercial jets that do that sometimes, spin on the route now. I'm not going to say that they don't all fly overseas, but there's, there's areas where you don't, right? Like when we flew to Costa Rica, or not Costa Rica, um, Cancun a while ago, we could, we could see land the whole time. We actually flew over Mexico instead of going over the Gulf. We went from Dallas to, to over, over land, like the whole way. It was crazy. My, my got off topic here, but what we were talking about was like pivoting and why you have to pivot and why you can't just can't just expect everything to work out perfect and you have to be willing to pivot and you have to be quick to pivot. And, and, you know, one of the things that I've really heard about the best leaders, and I agree with this is that good leaders make decisions fast and pivot even faster. So they're, they're quick to make decisions. 
slow to change and even faster to pivot. So it doesn't mean that you, and, and let me explain this. Okay. Cause I know you're just like, Dan, that makes no sense. What the heck are you talking about? You just said you gotta be quick to pivot, but slow to change. Well, change is your in, in destination. Okay. So, so think about this. If your in destination is uh, Morocco. Okay. And you say, okay, I'm going to get there via airplane. I'm just going to fly there. All right. Well, maybe, maybe it's actually because there's a hurricane going on. You got to fly all the way around it. Right. You don't want to get involved in the middle of that. There's this huge thing going on. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't fly. Maybe we should take a different route. Right. Maybe, maybe we're going to go from, I don't know. I'm in Durango, Colorado. So let's say maybe we're going to go from Durango. We're going to fly to Durango. We're going to go to Dallas. We're going to go from Dallas to, to New York. We're going to go from New York to Morocco. I, I don't know. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that's the way you go or Dallas to California, California to Morocco. And then all of a sudden there's a huge storm in Dallas and we go, okay, well we can go from Durango to Phoenix. Right. So then I go from Durango to Phoenix, Phoenix to LA, LA to Morocco, whatever. Right. Like I'm again, I'm not saying that's the direct path. So if you're getting caught up in that, you're not getting the point of this. But I have to say that because I guarantee there's somebody out there that's going to listen to this at some point. And they're like, Dan, you don't get to Morocco from LA, you idiot. Well, you're not getting the point of the conversation. And sorry, but <laughs> there are a lot of people like that in the world. So that's my disclaimer. Um, <laughs> my point is, is like you have to be willing to pivot, or maybe it's like, hey, I can't get into Dallas. I can't get a flight to Phoenix, but Phoenix is literally, I could jump on a different flight out of a different airport and get to Phoenix in an hour and a half. And they have two seats open and I only need two seats. So I'm going to drive to this other town and then fly to Phoenix. Or maybe it's, Hey, I, I know that I can't get out of Dallas this week. And so, because there's a huge storm over there all week and I'm not going to be able to get out and they've shut the whole airport down for a week or the whole town or the whole city or whatever. I'm going to drive to Phoenix. It's an eight hour drive, right? Like I'm pivoting but I'm not changing my end destination. Or maybe maybe it's something even different. Maybe it's like, oh yeah, I can go straight from, I can buy another $100 flight from Denver to, to LA or Salt Lake to LA. And I can drive to either of those places or maybe take another flight to those places and then get to LA so I can still get to Morocco, right? Or maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's like, oh, I'm gonna take a train from Grand Junction to, to LA because I can get there in a day and I don't have to drive and I get to relax and I get to get a ton of work done while I'm on the train. Like, I don't know. Right. What I'm saying is you have to be willing to pivot to get to your end destination, but you have to know what your end destination is. Okay. And that's, that's what pivoting is all about is it's being willing to change, but still get to that end destination. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and I said, Hey, where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in six months? He goes, I don't know. Never thought about my future. Dude, you're in your mid twenties. You should be all over your future. You're upset that nobody else has that. You don't have what anybody else has. Well, you know why? Because you're not putting yourself a priority. You're not putting yourself, you're not thinking about where you want to be. You're not setting that in destination. You're not giving yourself goals. You can't have anything if you don't set goals. And then, and you can't get to those goals unless you're willing to pivot to get there. Because think about this, like, Basketball is a great example. You can tell I'm a huge sports guy. Not, I, I can't tell you. The last sports game I watched was youth lacrosse. Like, that was it. <laughs> I, I, watch, I watch my kids play sports. I don't watch professional sports. One of the things I don't have in my life, which I'm okay with not having in my life. Anyways, my point is, is like, in basketball, when you see, when you see them coming up, like, they're dribbling up to the the basket, right? Like they're cruising down, they're cruising down, they're cruising down and somebody big steps in front of them. What do they have to do? They have to pivot. They have to go, Oh, I can't drive to a layup. 
I'm going to look. I'm going to pass. There's a three-pointer. Give it to the guy on the outside of the line. Let him shoot. Oh, he misses. No problem. Boom. I'm going to rebound back to him, right, and let him shoot another three-pointer. That's a pivot, okay? Instead of driving in for the layup, more points were gained by passing to the guy with three points. Instead of assisting and dunking it and putting it back in afterwards, he's open. More more points are gained by passing to the guy who's on the outside of the three-point line. Let him shoot. Okay? Now, if he misses the second time, then maybe I'm going to put it in the hole. I don't know. But, like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, pivoting is not always about you winning. Being a leader is not always about you making the goal. It's not always about you winning the game. It, it's Well, it is about you winning the game, but it's not about you scoring the most points as a leader. And we're going to do a whole podcast on that. I'll probably do it next. This one's all about pivoting, right? It's like seeing that layup, but knowing you got a three-pointer over there, and you go, boom, and you pass the ball to the three-pointer, right? Let him make the points. That's what pivoting is. Pivoting is seeing that you got somebody blocking you, and you pass it to somebody else who can make the shot clean. Okay, that's what pivoting's about. It's it's not about you. It's about everybody else. It's about getting to that end destination. That's what leadership is. Leadership is all about getting to that end destination, not about you getting the glory for making the end destination. It's about getting the whole team there. Okay? Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you liked it. Hopefully, you got a lot out of pivoting. Hopefully, that you're you're picking up some of the stuff. Hopefully, my stories resonated with you, right? Hopefully, that I could teach you a little bit from what I learned, from what I know, from what's happened to me in life. And uh, hopefully, you got this. If you did like it, share it with a friend, all right? I appreciate you guys being around. I uh, you guys have a great day. If you didn't like this, what the heck are you guys to listen? You just wasted a bunch of time. Just go away. We don't need you if you didn't like it. Okay, hope you guys have a great day. Catch you later. Bye.